everyone, welcome to episode 512 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. This season we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Wave Spy Festival in Chicago, September 23rd and 24th at Metro, featuring Me Beat Manifesto, The Cox, Clock DVA, Pig, The Black Queen, Cubanate, and more. For ticket links and full lineup, including a Thursday night kickoff show and post-show DJ sets at Smart Bar, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Saturday night opener, Conga. Doors open this year at 5.30, so head to Metro early. First up, Vital Signs.
I was a high school deviant, and my mother told me that I needed to enroll in community college classes when I was 16 years old, or else I was going to be kicked out of the house. And um, I enrolled in a Pro Tools class. It just, like, really stuck with me. I had a music background, but uh, I kind of, like, bounced all over the place in terms of um, playing instruments. But it wasn't until I got into programming that it kind of, like, everything just stuck. And then coupled that with, like, I was, like, a huge Skinny Puppy fan. And, and you know, Nine Inch Nails ministry and then Throbbing Gristle. And, you know, kind of like the normal, like, you're in high school. And, like, look at all these cool bands that I suddenly know of. You know, so that just kind of really um, pushed me in the direction of, of just wanting to, like, get really good at something. I'm not a singer. You know, I, I, I never really um, had, like the aspiration to be like a front person. But as I kind of continued programming beats, I got kind of internships and uh, assistant work with like composers and people. And, and I realized that I just didn't want to work with singers. <laughs> I was like, if I'm not going to work with a singer, then I should like learn how to like be a songwriter and just be able to like from start to finish be like have a self-contained project. So that's why it's really important for me to kind of be there at the beginning with the songwriting and then the programming and then the recording and the mixing. So it's like everything is like, it's incredibly self-contained and that's probably the thing that I like hold highest about my project more than really like anything else. So as a skinny puppy fan, that must've been cool to get Matthew Setzer's <laughs> play with you. Tell me about Hell yeah. Um, I met him at my show. He just, like, showed up to um, my first headlining show. It was at Complex. Apparently, like, his really good friend was, like, a, a fan and, or, like, found me online or something like that and uh, uh, took me to um, – uh, or took him to my show. There was kind of this group of people, and I feel like I kind of recognized them a little bit. And, like, after the performance, you know, I was kind of, like, ushered in, like, hey, you know, great show, congratulations. And it was, like, all of these people who were, like, oh, I work with so-and-so, and I work with so-and-so. And then it was, like, Matthew, guitarist from Skinny Puppy. And he was, like, you're real good. I like your stuff, kid. Like, let me know if you ever want to, like, work together. And I was, like, uh, I'm working on an album. I would love to record some of your guitars um, if you're at all into it. Like, I have them written already. All you need to do is just, like, jam with me and, and see how you like it. And we had, like, I think it was maybe two or three recording sessions, and it was just kind of, like, finding, like, your long-lost brother. It was just, like, such an easy, you know, working with him. The dynamic was so easy, and I was just, like, I want to, like, play some shows together. And we're going to start off like that. And then now we're playing, like, these festivals, and we have, like, things lined up. And it's just been, like, really smooth. It's been really cool to find really great, talented yet humble people to like kind of bring into your circle so he's definitely been like a godsend to me <laughs> I don't know if he feels the same way but <laughs> hopefully you posted a picture with Reese Fulber so you really have some industrial royalty working with you Tell me about working with him. it's great I mean he is just like he's so worldly and he's like been uh around and it's you know, he's industrial royalty, but he's done, like, a lot of stuff over, you know, this broad spectrum of clients that he's had. And so 
it's like really great validation to have someone like, you know, frontline assembly and conjure one and, you know, have that person, but also like Sinead O'Connor's album or, you know, like, like someone who kind of gets like the whole picture of like music writing in general and just having that kind of validation. But yeah, he's been really great to work with as well. I think that he has a really great intuition of how I wanted things to sound and he really just, like, put, like, such a fantastic, like, finishing touch on the album. It's, it wouldn't be what it is, like, without him. So I will always be grateful for my Reese Fulber album. <laughs> so you're with Negative Gain. Yeah. You're working on a full length right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed you just have the, the Bandcamp songs that are available for purchase at the moment. So is there plans for a single is it just going to be the album later on the fall um yeah uh there are probably going to be a couple singles off of the album um i have one that is currently being remixed by some cool people which i think will be like exciting to kind of slowly uh release over the course of the um the summer into the fall yeah so i mean things things are kind of lining up in in a very, like, slow-moving but progressively more exciting direction. So, yeah, definitely, like, uh, probably two singles. One, you know, released in the next couple months. One released with the album, with the music video, remixes, the whole spiel, (laughs) you know?
something really profound and I can't remember what it was but this like really resonated with me but someone said where's the anger in pop music like there needs to be anger in pop music because pop music is really interesting because we see pop music as getting its origin from being formulaic and predictable just like packaged and likable but like for me pop music means that it's accessible so it can sound However, it can have whatever structure, but if it has a hook and it's accessible, it doesn't really matter like what it's about. And so when I when I heard this this person say, "Where's the anger in pop music?" I was like, "Where is the anger in pop music?" You know, like because everyone's angry, everyone's sad. We're all fucked up. Like I'm not special. You're not special. We all like have these you know like really kind of fucked up sensibilities about us. Why can't we like make that? an accessible, like, why can't we have accessible forms of art for that? Because I feel like a lot of times these, um, you know, these really, like, heavy meta-driven, like, projects, whether it's, like, visual arts, performance art, music, if it's real subject matter, if there's, like, real darkness behind it, it's almost just, like, alienating. And I don't feel like darkness should be alienating. Because that's probably the biggest thing that we all have in common. Making pop music that is fucked up is kind of like a good way to, you know, just be like, yo, we're fucked up. Like, it's okay. We can, like, get down, you know, to this and talk about, like, power struggles and eating disorders and, you know, how you hate your parents. (laughs) 
I mean, because, and also, I like writing hooks. Like, I'm really good at writing hooks. Everything I write has a hook. I like writing hooks for other people, like writing hooks for myself. I think it's, like, kind of a neat little, like, craft, like, where you have to make something that's, like, no more than six words long that's catchy, rememberable, and, like, has a good rhythm to it, but, like, also has some sort of significance. So I also think pop music is kind of cool because you have to do that, you know? You can't just, like, babble into a microphone and put a beat behind it. You have to, like, actually kind of construct something. It seems like the L.A. electronic scene is doing really well out there. Three Teeth played a couple years ago mm-hmm. at Cold Waves High Functioning Fest, played last year. And then it looks like the scene is pretty tight, too. You did a remix for Three Teeth. Tell me about the scene over there. Well, it's really good. I think that there's kind of, I hate saying uh, rebirth or resurgence, but I think that there is kind of a recognition that goth music, industrial music, whatever you want to call it, has been really exclusionary for a really long time. And that there are people who like this type of music who are not complacent with it just being marketed to, like, the same exact people has been marketed for the past, like, 20 years. So I think that you have bands like Three Teeth and Youth Code and High Functioning Flesh, and, and then even, like, Frontline and, and Conjure One and, and older bands, Delirium is coming out with a new album. Like, they're getting together, and they're kind of, you know, expanding as well. But I think that so many people are just looking to like break out of like this kind of stagnant spot that this music has been in for so long. And so, like I said, I think the bands that that are really doing that right now are finding their kind of own unique paths in how to make this like kind of what I was saying earlier, make this like more accessible because it shouldn't be exclusionary. This is the most thing that we have in common, you know what I mean? And and there's, like, camaraderie. Like, it's L.A., so there's healthy competition, of course, but there's also the recognition that, like, we're all here for a reason. We all want to, like, take part in it. We are all kind of this, like, fucked up family a little bit. I'm just, like, laying down... Actually, later today, I'm going to be laying down some background vocals for the new Three Teeth album, and then... um, you know, there's this band Girl Pusher that I'm like super curious and interested about and they are not in the scene at all, but I like want to like get them to play, uh, you know, one of our like later shows and stuff. So there's mingling and cross pollination and stuff like that. And then Pig's playing the same night you. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you were involved on the, the new Pig album. Well, I mean, I did, I did a remix. I think that that was probably maybe one of my favorite things I've ever done was that remix. Because I, I hadn't really, like, spoken to, to Raymond at that point. I just kind of got kind of hearsay that, oh, he was kind of, like, you know, having people do remixes. And I was like, oh, well, the album isn't, my album isn't going to come out before Cold Waves. So I don't want to be kind of this, like, random character that is kind of, like, just all of a sudden there, you know, that, like, no one really has too much of, like, a you know, a backstory of my sound or whatever. And I was like, well, I mean, maybe I can like try remixing like one of the new pig tracks. And even if he doesn't like it, at least, you know, then he knows like, oh, this is Conga. This is like who I'm playing with, you know, that night. I got like really into it. And it it's it's a good remix. And, and I ended up sending it to him and he was just like, welcome to the team. So I was like, I was like, yay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, um, I've been a big fan, you know, like since, I don't know, 16, 17 years old. And, of course, I have to maintain my uh, composure and not completely freak out that I'm, like, playing the same stage as, like, the guitarist from Skinny Puppy and, you know, Pig and stuff like that. But um, it's definitely, like, pinch-me moment. So is there anything else that I missed that you wanted to get out there? The album is being released November 18th. The release show is going to be November 17th at Los Globos, which is a club out here in L.A. that's pretty cool. Oh, and I'm playing the Das Bunker 20th anniversary show, and that's going to be a really, really good show.
On this episode, you heard Vital Signs, Tension, and a cover of Gary Newman's Metal. Conga's album can be pre-ordered at congangp.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to our show through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Jack Dangers from Me Beat Manifesto. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, fallen Chicago musician, and soundman Jamie Duffy. Here's Jamie's mom, Pat Duffy, a.k.a. Mama Kid, remembering Jamie's early start to sound engineering. He took all of his money for he gra- got a, when he graduated from high school and he bought his first electric guitar. It was his blue Ibanez, and he just loved it. But then, you know, he decided he wanted to be a sound engineer. So he went to Columbia College after six months, and it was wildly expensive, and it was ridiculous. And, I remember, and he got hooked up with somebody at Chicago Tracks, and um, he was trying to be an intern. Then he decided he was going to move off campus and move right around the corner from Chicago Tracks because if they needed anybody, he'd be the first person that they would call because he'd be right around the corner. And I'm thinking, you're trying to do all this so you can get an unpaid job. Okay, whatever, you know. And when he ended up dropping out, because, you know, he dropped out of Columbia in his during the second semester of his freshman year. And people at, because, you know, it was silly, you know, he'd be in a class and somebody would be knocking on the classroom door because they'd have classes at tracks. And they'd go, Al Jorgensen's on the phone for you. And, and people are looking at Jamie like, okay, you have to leave the studio. You have to leave class. So, you know, the guys at Chicago Tracks told Jamie, tell your mom she's wasting her money. We'll teach you everything. And they did.